Let's do it. We're going. We're live. We're recording. You keep chewing really loud on the mic, though. That'd be great. <laughs> this isn't as bad as your uh, chip fiasco. <laughs> You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. I shot an arrow into the air. It fell to earth. I knew not where. For so swiftly it flew, the sight could not follow it in its flight. I breathed a song into the air. It fell to earth. I knew not where. For who has sight so keen and strong? that it can follow the flight of song. Long, long afterward, in an oak, I found the arrow, still unbroke, and the song, from beginning to end, I found again in the heart of a friend. There is a fifth dimension, beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. Her name is the Arrow One. She represents four and a half years of planning, preparation, and training, and a thousand years of science and mathematics, and the projected dreams and hopes of not only a nation, but a world. She is the first manned aircraft into space, and this is the countdown. The last five seconds before man shot an arrow into the air. There it is. There it is. Uh, welcome to the LAW Twilight Zone Review Show. I don't know why I put the in front of it. That was weird. Episode 106, I shot an arrow into the air. Redux, episode 115 of the Twilight Zone. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Clementine, Link Squeeze Squeeze, and thank you to at Missy Links on Twitter for reading that great poem that shares the title of this fine episode. I didn't realize the arrow hit their best friend in the heart. That was the last line of it. Uh, do you know what the poem means? Other than shooting an arrow? Yeah, because poems are very literal. Just, just literal. No. <laughs> An arrow is the whole the whole poem means in a nutshell, um, your words are like you know you know, your your hateful shitty words when you shoot them at people and they stick at them, they cause a lot more pain to the person you're shooting that shitty arrow at because it sticks in them longer than it took you to just say it. You see what I'm saying? That's about what I figured, but uh, I think he means a little arrow. I think he shot an arrow in the air and it hit his friend in the heart. I think this makes more sense. 
Sure. Just, um, but that's not me. what the uh, the author of the poem said. Well, I disagree. Our art is, uh, I, I can make it up with whatever I want it to be. I think it's, true, I think true. It's a little especially if the artist is dead and you can't ask him what he meant. Unfortunately, right. or fortunately for us, he's not dead and he was able to let us know what he meant by that. Uh, yeah, but he, Frank, I, I disagree. You disagree with the guy who wrote the poem? Yeah, I disagree. So therefore, I'm right. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's the way of the world now. I can just disagree with things. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tom Elliott did a really good reading of it, but, you know. Uh, oh, he read the poem? Yeah, he read the poem on, on his show, but I, 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 you know, I asked him if I could use it, but it was just too late when I thought about it. I, I, you know, and he'll probably send me a, a sure go ahead tomorrow, but I'm not going to chance it because I'm not going to, you know, use something that that's his without his consent. I mean, we I, could. You know, What's he going to do about huh? it? We could. What's he going to do about it? Out of respect. Yeah. You and your respect. You and your I, respect in taking things not literally. Uh, so this my, one has a stock. My, uh, my, okay. me, me and my morals. Fuck them. <laughs> Uh, oh, did you hear it? No, you're going to cut me off. <laughs> it's really, okay. you know, I thought Missy did a good job, though. Let me know when I can go. Okay. Yeah. You good? Yeah. Okay. I've started the same sentence like five times. I'm sorry. It's all right. Anyway, this one starts off with the stock footage intro that you played. Uh, I don't know why they, they... It seems like they had a set there with all those machines everywhere, right? Why did they... Why didn't they just shoot those actors doing things? Why did they have to buy the stock footage that looked terrible? Uh, I mean, was it Forbidden Planet again? <laughs> Probably. It was. It was so grainy, and then it cuts back to their footage, which looks great. I was like, oh, don't just just have this scene be a little longer than the beginning. You don't have to do the like guys working on machines. It's always like a like science, <laughs> and they're working on machines <laughs> like pushing levers and, and buttons and you know, looking at charts and things, and it's all like grainy because it's all military footage from like. You know, the, the decade previous that, yeah, that wasn't yeah. supposed to be consumed by anybody. It was actually just their, like their training videos. It just looks fucking terrible. And then it cuts to their footage, which looks great. And it's like I got like a dolly track, and then it cuts around the table, and it just like oh, it's, it's such a harsh cut. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a lot more to that. I just remember it just being a shit ton of sound effects yeah. and like, rockets blasting off. I, I'm like, so glad oh. you cut it down. Uh, well, actually, I didn't. Like, it, it, I did record about forty-five seconds of it until I realized, oh, they're not saying anything else. Okay, because you know, at this point, Rod still hadn't perfected the intro of what he's normally used to saying. You know, back in in season three, where we're at now, he doesn't say a damn thing for five minutes. So, you know, at least you didn't have to suffer through that. Yeah, that's the nice thing about season one. I, I do like it every once in a while if he did it like after the opening scene that sets it up, like that uh, little girl lost work. Because it set yeah. the tone for the episode. He comes in and, and just, you know, does his little narration there. Does his little synopsis of what the episode's going to be about. That episode worked. It doesn't work every episode, but that one it did. And these ones, he's not on, he was, he's not on screen at all for season one. He's just kind of talking. Uh, he talks a lot more in this one. It's, I, if, he if has I can narration. Recall, yeah, yeah, it's and bizarre. it's like the only episode that I can recall there. He normally he usually he literally like talks through the middle of the episode, and basically just talking shit. <laughs> he, yeah, he does like a fucking like uh, like a comedian, like fucking just digs at him like an insult comic, 
Keep keep correct. Keep keep walking, Mister Cor. You sack of shit. You you sack of shit. Just keep walking. Nobody likes you. Just dry up and die already. Well, it's like Rod saying it because, oops, I killed off everybody, so I can't make yeah. one of my characters <laughs> say it to him. So now I gotta say it. And he's just walking through rocks. So I gotta. It's fucking boring. There's two and a half minutes left. I gotta say something. I was curious if that was written beforehand or when they watched the footage and they're like, oh god. Yeah, we it got, was inserted afterwards. It had to be, right? They realized, like, Rod, we got a problem. What's that? There's three minutes of this jerk-off walking through some fucking stones. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. That's Rod's not like, a good I, thing, Rod. I, I got this. You know, and he's like, I, didn't write anything. He's just like, um, Corey, nobody likes you. You're, your mother's a whore. You you raped your sister, too. And he's just saying, like, horrible shit about him. Just keeps <laughs> going. It's... Oh, it's a fucking episode. Side of me that you did on your pet dog. <laughs> yeah, you little bitch. Keep walking. Oh my goodness. And Corey, another Corey. Why is every space? Why is every guy in a <laughs> sort of whatever Corey? Corey. Corey. They're, they're either uh, astronauts or they're baseball players. Wasn't his name yeah. Corey? Or, or prisoners on an astronaut? Uh, prisoners on an asteroid yeah. that talked to astronauts named Corey. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of Corys back then. Corey, So the the rocket is sent off. Uh, I don't like the title of the, of the episode. I don't think it should be called "I Shot an Arrow into the Air." Just should have. You could keep the same idea and just say like, "We shot an arrow into the air." Well, the okay, he took the first line real goddamn literal. I mean, um, I shot an arrow into the air where. It, when I do not, I know not where. I know not. Yeah, right. Something like that. That one. Like, yeah, they. And literally, the next scene is. I mean, honestly, I, I have it set up. It's perfect. Like, like literally, this is. I mean, I get why they named it like this because right here. I still don't understand how we could have lost it. With all the monitors we have going, if we had 15,000 monitors going, the situation would be the same. We've lost contact. She's off her vector path. She's off the radar screen. Gone. Completely gone. When did you first lose contact? It was less than half hour ago. There was a short period of heavy interference. Now, that was probably solar. We haven't been able to identify it yet. In any case, when it was over, the contact was broken. Couldn't a change in that course account for that? The course was preset. Now, the pilot wouldn't change it without notifying us. Bob Donlan's commanding. So an aircraft with an eight-man crew just disappears like a puff of smoke. One moment she's there, the next moment she's gone. And if, and if that's not the literal uh, explanation for the title of that poem, I don't know what it is. Because then he uh, flat-out recites the opening of the poem. Pretty much. It's a nursery rhyme. I think it applies to the rocket age, the space age. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like this episode. I, I do. It's not amazing. It's a solid episode, though. It really makes me realize how uh, how much of a fucking ripoff the other one is. This was supposed to be... This was Rod's vote for the pilot. Hmm. Would this what work I, as the pilot? I don't know. What this compared to? Where is everybody? Yeah, it's not even comparable. Where is everybody? I think it was a perfect episode to set off the. Yeah. I think this would be just way too. It would set the tone wrong for the entire series. Yeah, it's too dark. 
for its yeah. first episode. Yeah. And people be like, oh, no, that's, uh, I don't want to watch that depressing shit. Well, so it's gonna be a, so every week there's gonna be one guy just murdering everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like this. I like this as a mid-season thing. Yeah, it it, it fit nicely. Yeah. <clears throat> so we get to see our crew. Uh, we have Pearson, uh, Colonel Bob Doblin, Dot Doddlin. That's a weird name. Uh, he, you know him. He won't change his trajectory. Um, and then we have Corey, and then we have a bunch of guys laying there who don't get any dialogue. Because they're dying or dead, and then Corey's fucking mad about like the the colonel writing in his diary. He's mad about the water. He's mad about the heat. He's just mad. He's a mad Corey. All the Corys are Should, mad. What kind of a, a a captain of a spaceship is is, is a corporal? Corporal. Colonel. 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 Like he's not captain. He's colonel. Wouldn't you be a captain just by the fact that you're flying the fucking thing? Shouldn't you become yep. a captain at that point anyway? The You're mere the captain the, of the ship. Yeah, the mere fact that he's he is that, even if he wasn't before, the fact that he's doing it right now would make him a captain, right? I would think so. I've <laughs> never I've never heard once somebody in the pretense of being in control of a ship, spaceship, submarine, naval whatever, could be a plane, for all I care. Captain is his you know, you call him captain, not well, yeah, Colonel. whatever. Colonel. <laughs> yeah, we're really struggling with this word here. Corporal, Colonel, it all starts with a C, you know. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. He should be Captain. Let's just call him Captain for now on, all right? Let's just make our own. He's Bob. Bob, Bob. Bobby, Captain Bobby. Hey, it, it's Bob. I mean, come on, it's Bob. It's Bob Darlin. But there's a problem. It's Bob. You know, Bob, Bob. Everyone loves Bob. Bob was an upstanding pretty you know. He's done it. He's, he's stupid as shit, though. He's a stupid fucking man. I, the end of the episode, we'll get there, but he is a stupid fucking man that makes stupid fucking decisions. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, another thing I didn't like that he did was they, they're, they're giving water to one of the guys that's lying there dying, and then Corey freaks out. And he's like, don't give my water to him. We only have five gallons. Don't give him that. And he's like, well, if that were you laying there, Corey, you'd want water. And then they walk like four steps away. And they kind of like all faced away from the dying people. And then, and then they proceed to have a very loud conversation about, all right, let's get started digging the graves here. These people are going to die or they're already dead. Fuck them. And I was like, I don't, why, why would you have that conversation that loud right next to him? It's like, hey, <coughs> I can still hear you. <laughs> you guys are dicks. Fuck you and your water. Barry be alive then. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Why would you waste? I'm, I'm sorry. If, if you're in this world and your water's that tight and you don't know where there's any water, you're on an asteroid, they think. Why would you waste your precious water digging graves? You know, and this is what kills me. It's like the entire time, it's, it, you know, Oh, by the way, just wanted to throw this in there. They shot an arrow into the air and landed I know not where. Nursery rhyme for the age of space. Gentlemen, wherever you are, God help you. Ah, ah. Oh, that was scary, Frank. Uh, I always like the throwback title. Yeah. But anyway, um, this is kind of what I was getting at. 
right? Or is it? Um, I want to say it's weird. Yeah, here we go. That's odd. Signs of the sun, I mean. Yes, I noticed. It's hardly any different than we knew it on Earth. What do you mean? That whatever asteroid we've landed on is in the same orbit as the Earth. And well, wherever we are, it's a cinch it isn't heaven. You can count on that. And get one thing in our favor. The air is perfect. And There's no radiation count to speak of. And Took four and a half years to build that ship. There wasn't any prototype. Just the one ship, the only one of its kind. And it took four and a half years to build her. So if they know where we are and they want to come and get us, they're going to have to build another ship. Yeah, so it's like, <clears throat> how long from takeoff to them being there, from what I gather, is about 45 minutes. Now, I'm not an astronaut, but I'm pretty sure rockets don't go that quickly to where you can leave the launch pad and end up on a fucking asteroid in 45 minutes. Yeah, they, they had to say the line. He has that line there. Where he's like, none of us have any memory. And like they had to say that, otherwise it made no sense. It just would make zero sense. I mean, I get when you crash, half of you die in it. You're going to black out during it. Yeah. I, you know, I know that for a fact. You just black out, and that shit happens. You know, people think you you feel the entire impact go happen. You don't. You just black out. Yeah. So, so without but, that line, the episode doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but it's like. Think about what happened right before you blacked out. What happened? A bunch of you know we had just taken off and something didn't look right, and then we were here. Hmm, asteroid. Gotta be asteroid. Well, I think it's did did we take off and then succeed and like and then we floated around for a week and then we hit something or but it just like wiped their memory clean completely. Astronauts don't have watches apparently. I assume they got damaged in the crash. You know, they don't have watches. They have fucking guns. Why are they bringing guns? And canteens. Why do all astronauts have canteens? I, I, it doesn't make any sense. The, I, the canteens I can at least understand because you need water to survive just in case shit goes down. But the gun? The gun? Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to incur. You know, I mean, you never know. It's better. Hey. What I always say is, when you need a gun, and you ain't got one, who's the asshole? Well, they didn't bring just a gun. They brought, each person had their own handgun, and then fucking Colonel here, Captain here, had a, had a fucking, like, Uzi, like a machine gun. Like, why? <laughs> AK, with banana clip. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, they are military, though, at the end of the day. He still wouldn't bring guns. No astronaut has brought a gun. S Spock had a phaser. They Spock were the lived in fucking space. He lived there. Okay, Kirk had a phaser. <laughs> so did Kirk. These, yeah, are, these, these are characters who live in space and have to fight aliens. These are these characters in this are going. I don't know what their mission is. I know it's not going there to, to fight the fucking aliens. That's not their mission. It's just expo okay. exploration. It's better be, to be prepared, not be prepared at all. <laughs> I don't know why you're playing devil's advocate on this. Plus, you know, with they crash land, they gotta they gotta get food. It's easier to shoot it than trap it. 
all assuming that they're landing anywhere. I can't imagine that that's what their goal was. Well, the goal was had to have been land on an asteroid because that's right where their minds went. Because you know, I think that's I got yeah maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, what I, I, what I, I, I don't know why the first manned mission out of this atmosphere would to go to an asteroid. I don't get that. Uh, why would you only make one? They weren't. They weren't trying to go to an asteroid. They're trying to fly around, and they think yeah, they hit an asteroid. Uh, yeah, like the whole orbit, maybe. Yeah, but then again, like it's it just the only reason I'm saying asteroid is why did all their minds go right to asteroid? Uh, unless that was the predetermined thing that they trained for was to go to a goddamn asteroid. I think they're just the asteroid thing's only there to fool the audience. That's all it's there for. Well, can, well, can I have my main characters also be believable that they believe that they're on there too? Otherwise, it makes no goddamn sense. It doesn't make any goddamn sense, but here we are. I mean, this, like, I remember the first time I've seen this episode, and I like this episode, too. But good God, did I know exactly what Yeah, what it's very fucking obvious. It was right away. Very fucking obvious. The title gives it away, honestly. Anyway, I mean, it... And it, and it is just an amazing wow 180 psyche turn on cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the character he's again just like little people, seems like a normal guy, and then the second we we're, we're introduced to them is like a fucking asshole, becomes like a a, a a literal psychopath, and then gets his comeuppance. But in this case, he he might just get away with it. We don't know. Um. When you're let, when you're the only man on an asteroid, I mean, you know, what happens on asteroids stay on asteroids. Yep. <laughs> Even asteroid STDs. Yep. You don't know who you really are until you're on an asteroid. Yeah. This this uh the world of the Twilight Zone depo- posits the fact that or, or posits a theory that if you're if you're a normal astronaut, you could turn into a blood rage like psychopath the second you hit uh, terra firma. You, you fucking hit anything, and you're like, well, fuck these guys. I'm going to start killing them. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you get into NASA? What the fuck? Who's NASA hiring? They weren't NASA at this point yet. But, Whoever yeah, they were. I understand. It's like, man, you know, how did you slip through the psych evaluations? Yeah, there was something before I, that. Who knows? I mean, you know, the, I mean, the, the amount of stress tests that they would put on you should have brought this trade out eventually at some point. Yeah, like the last or, guy. Do you have a go- like do you ever envision yourself being a god? I do. Okay, you're you're not going to go. I'm sorry. And I won Yankee Stadium on my terms. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what that meant. I don't know. Um let's let's start talking about the episode a little bit more here. Uh they start digging the graves. Uh the fuck I love there's a line I love where Colonel goes you start digging the graves, Pearson. I'll relieve you in five minutes, and then Corey will relieve me. I'm like, ooh, you. Icky. And, and, and then the morbid sense of humor. Hey, Corey, you want him to help you after you're done? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, that guy's fucking <laughs> it's, deadsville. It's like, wow, that's morbid as shit. Yeah, and then Corey sees him uh, giving water to the, sees Pearson giving water to one of the guys, and he's like, they have the saddest little old man fight on the ground. They're just like, uh, 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 don't worry about it. He died. Oh, end fight. End damn canteen anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you love canteens, if you love uh, those metal canteens, this is your episode. 
Oh, it's the major plot point of the whole thing. And they show they show so many close-ups of them, so many. And if you're like really into them so much that like seeing them spray into a man's face and chest is is what gets you off, this is going to be your. And it's just like kind of cheek and oh man, this is your episode. This is going to get you off so many times. You think you can serve every ounce, but no. Yeah, it's fucking. Ugh. Uh, did you notice the face the colonel has when uh, uh, Pearson and Corey are fighting? He seems like he's really enjoying it. They're fighting. He's like they're arguing. He's like, yeah, this is. That's right, bitches. Cause, argue amongst themselves. He's like, yeah, right. Pearson's doing my bidding. Oh. Again, he's getting <laughs> out too. Corey's out there filching, oh, which sounds like felching to me every time I hear it. I was going to say, like, felching? Huh? Yeah. Well, remember <laughs> when we see uh, the campfire and the colonel sitting around there. Even though they're, they're describing the fact that it's burning fucking hot, they have a campfire because it's night. And on TV shows and movies, and it's campfire. You, when it's nighttime, you have to have a campfire when characters are stranded. They're sweating like fucking crazy walking 10 miles, and they have a campfire. And it wasn't, like, for light because he was sitting right goddamn next to it. But then and Corey, they didn't have any food. Yeah, they, had no, they weren't cooking. Uh, maybe they're going to eat the dead bodies. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Save those bodies for food. Well, if they were going to do it, the, the the hourglass was running out pretty quick. Yeah. They're in the middle of the desert. That shit was spoiling. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, maybe that's what the, maybe that's what we missed there. <laughs> that's what the colonel was doing with the fire. He's like, you guys go out and explore. <laughs> <laughs> I got dibs on the big toe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Corey comes back without Pearson. And then he starts, the colonel's like, really like, what are you doing? Where was he? He's like, oh, I, I, we went separate ways. Yep, that's what we did. Glug, glug, glug. Yeah, and he's like so concerned about water, but he's just spraying it all over his chest. I'm like, make, make up your mind, Corey. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he had water. Oh. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, well, yeah. Corey's going to relieve him. It yeah. was a stretch, I know, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'll my head in shame now. Relieved him all over his chest. <laughs> then he starts to like uh, get some indication that Corey might have uh, done something because his water's all full. And he starts screaming at him, and then they decide to go walk toward where Pearson was, and they stop for fucking 12 seconds of rest because Corey's walking all night, and he's like, I gotta stop. They have 12 seconds to sit there. And then Corey like, bends down to pick up a rock, and he's, uh, he doesn't like pick it up. He just kind of like molests it like it's a booby. Like, grabs it, like, mm-mm, and then they keep walking. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Is he going to kill yeah. him on the rock? Well, I, I uh, do have that confrontation between him and, uh, him and the, 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 you know, the, the sergeant general there. Around the fire? Uh, yeah, right, right as he, like, I have a label lying-ass Corey. How much have gone? 12 or 15 miles. Rocks and hills, that's all there was, just rocks and hills. Well, maybe I could get some kind of a fix using the stars. Pause. Why does every number two of every spaceship always just a whining cunt wherever he goes? <laughs> I don't know. Remember yeah. little people? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, people just turn into psychopaths the second they hit uh, the ground. Yeah. It's always the subordinate, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's overcast. What about Pearson? Pearson? What about him? 
You were with him. He went south towards the mountains. I went west towards... I went west towards nothing. I told you men to stay together. No, you didn't. <laughs> we didn't see it. split up. <laughs> this is all going on his chest right now, by the way, that water noise. Mm-hmm. It's really dazzling. That's why he's not Corey, it. Yeah. You didn't see Pearson or hear him or anything? I already told you, Colonel. We went in different directions. It's hot out there, huh? You know it. Made you thirsty, huh? I'm I'm getting accustomed to it, obviously. Very accustomed to it. So accustomed to it that you didn't drink any water. You were out there nearly six hours and you didn't touch a drop. Put me in for a medal. Buddy, what I'm going to give you can't be pinned on a uniform. I want to know why you started out six hours ago with half a canteen and then came back with a three-quarters full. Come on, Corey. I want to know where you left Pearson's body and what you did with him. Come on, Corey, come on! The foot of the mountain. I had to change directions coming back. You better change your story. Colonel, I swear to you I didn't touch him. I found him. He was dead. I saw his canteen. I poured his water into mine. I knew you wouldn't believe me. That's why... That's why I told you I hadn't seen him. We're going to bring him back. You're out of your mind. It's seven or eight miles out there. I can't make it again. I'm dead. We leave no man behind, Corey. You're not quite dead yet. All right, Corey. I want a conducted tour to Pearson's body. I want to see for myself. Move out! Yep, they're going to find Pearson. Cuz, just cuz, I'd wait. I don't know. I guess this yeah. would be the time. Time if you're gonna go for a walk, this is the time to do it. Yeah, middle of the night. They really should become nocturnal here while they're there. It's okay because next scene, bright as hell out. <laughs> yep. Well, they start walking in the dark, and then yes, yeah, it cuts to broad daylight. And then that's when that yeah. scene happened that I was talking about. And then they they come on like this little uh, uh, canyon, and then he's like. Pearson was right here, I swear. I swear he was right here when I left him. Right here. And then they walk eight more feet, and they're like, oh, he's right here. And then fucking Pearson's alive. Didn't it look like they were they were right next to him? It's like, oh, there he is. He's right here. Oh, no. Nope. <clears throat> Just had to raise my head five inches. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, now I see him. He blends in with the dirt, so I, I, I didn't see him. Well, he did crawl over there, so he was all dirty. Yeah, who knows if he actually did or... You know, he's, his memory's off by eight feet. It's not that big of a... I would go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But then they walk over to Corey, or Pearson, and then uh, he's alive still. And he's like, you said he, was, you said he was dead. Like, I swear he was. I swear. And then he, like, Pearson, like, draws this symbol in the dirt, like two, two uh, vertical lines, or two horizontal lines, one vertical line going through it. And then there's the most dramatic fucking death scene ever where he like goes, oh, falls forward and does like a somersault across the, the dirt where he drew. It's so stupid. Yeah, he uh, rolls over it. He just, First becomes Egyptian right before he dies. It's like, why don't you write road? <laughs> it just seemed like road, even road or rude. Or, yeah. you know, earth that gives you everything right there. Drawing a te- uh, drawing the, the telephone lines and telephone pole is not going to help you. Uh, writing road would be like, does a road? Oh, this planet must have... Oh, no, writing Earth 
lets you fucking know what's going on a lot more than anything else. I would just put murderer with an arrow towards Corey. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to take in lawn more long term. Like dearest he writes something, like, dearest colonel. I fear for your life. I do, I do think you have to uh, like it, if it was me personally, I'd be dearest ca- colon in there. No, scratch your Colonel. I don't know how to spell colonel. C O L dot I would have died trying to spell colonel. That word's an asshole. I know, it's like colonel. It's a it's a terrible word. Colonel. 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 There, there is no R. I know that much. Yeah. Well, um, there is, but yeah. Not in the end. Ah. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I was thinking of a different no, word right there for some reason. That was no bizarre. In that word, I went to a colonel. different word. It, it's a French word, so the, go figure. <laughs> Yeah. You don't sound out most of the letters, but you add some that aren't there. There you go. Anyway, uh, what the fuck happens then? Uh, they oh they, oh okay okay okay. This is when um this is when I was mentioning that Bob does some stupid fucking shit. Uh, because Pearson dies, he throws the gun in the dirt, the machine gun. Corey doesn't have a gun, so he's like waiting for his moment, and then. He sees the symbol he drew, and he kind of, like, walks away, and he's like, you killed him, didn't you? I know you did it. And then he starts walking away toward the, toward the rocks to climb up him to get a good vantage point for some reason. I don't know why he goes up there. And then... Well, Pierce kind of pointed. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, probably why. Crazy died. Um, and then fucking Cordis obviously picked up the machine gun. And sure. just shoots him. And I was like, no shit. You, you, when you accuse a guy of murder and then leave behind a, a good, a great, the best murder weapon that he could have there, kind of on you at that point, really. Bad, bad kerneling. I got that part right here. Want to hear it? Sure. I love the, the solitary <laughs> shot. Two men can live maybe five days. One man can live ten. You'll forgive me. You killed Pearson, didn't you, Corey? You killed him. You're demented, Corey. You're out of your mind. You've already killed once. You've already... (laughs) You're a dick, Corey. I'm genuinely sorry, Colonel. I really am. And then he proceeds to berate him. (laughs) Oh, you didn't have that? Okay. He's like, I'm oh, genuinely sorry. You, you make terrible decisions, though. You, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, you know, it doesn't sound like you're that sorry. <laughs> like, Because there's two roasts in a row there where Corey roasts the colonel and then Rod roasts Corey. Oh, I got the Rod roast Curly. Curly. Curly? Corey. But it's right after this where he's all, when he's all alone. And then basically, like, after that, Corey, you know, straps on his, uh, his, his high-powered rifle <laughs> starts hoofing it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just a man climbing rocks at this point because Corey goes to look over the rocks as well. Oh, uh, you know what? I wait, wait, wait. where does it say? Yeah, here we go. But you brought the book to the wrong place. You brought the protocol, the chain of command, and the numbers, and none of them fit here. This is right after he said he's sorry. Yeah. Oh, we're only the tough animals survive, and they don't do it according to the rules. 
you know your trouble, Colonel? You were looking for morality in the wrong place. This sounds like an apology, right? <laughs> but uh, hey, we got Thanks, Uncle Ron. Corey. You move out and up like some kind of ghostly billy club was tapping at your ankles. Not the end of the episode, by the way. It was later than you think. You scrabble up rock hills and feel hot sand underneath your feet, and every now and then, take a look over your shoulder at a giant sun suspended in a dead and motionless sky, like an unblinking eye that probes at the back of your head in a prolonged accusation. remaining member of a doomed crew keep moving make tracks mr curry push up and push out because if you stop if you stop maybe oh oh we lost frank frank's gone frank died frank's gone oh god i'm so scared what do i do without him should i just end the episode should i just end the episode oh god frank frank is there anybody out there frank Oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll end it on my own. We're at the end anyway, fuck it, all right? Uh, if he comes back, I'll play the, the, the rot outro. I don't know what the fuck. He, he, I noticed Frank started freaking out on his, because uh, we have a, the cameras on. He started freaking out and pounding his fist into nothing, and then he put his head in his hands, and then he just sat there for a few seconds and then just vanished. I don't know what the fuck happened. Anyway, um, yeah, Corey goes to the top of the rock after getting berated by Rod there. It keeps going. Rod just keeps calling him a sack of shit and then keep calling him like a little bitch and like keep walking, keep climbing. Keo, you pathetic little man, you little insect, you, you're nothing. You will never be anything. And then he gets to the top of the hill. And then Corey starts to go, Pearson, Pearson, who I murdered. Pearson, I'm sorry about killing you. Pearson, you were right. I see what you're talking about now. Uh, the camera pans over and we see that there's a fucking like, uh, like a bus in the background, and then there's like power lines. That's what Corey was drawing, or Pearson was drawing with his fingers instead of writing the word Earth or you're on Earth. He, he decided to draw power lines instead. So they're on Earth. Uh, that's the that's the that's the reveal. They're on Earth the whole time. They killed each other for nothing. But then my my obviously my brain went to what happens after this because what would you do if you're a Corey? You just killed two people. Everyone else in your group is dead. At this point, I think I strip down and I walk to the bus and I get on the bus and I convince the driver, maybe through some oral, to give me a free ride. And then I just disappear and I never tell anyone about it. I never go back to my family. I don't tell anyone what happened. I just, I just act like it never happened. If someone comes up to me and goes, you look just like that astronaut that vanished. I go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What the fuck is an astronaut? Oh, the, you mean like those space guys? Oh, yeah, you know, I have heard that before. They, we have a similar resemblance there, but it's definitely not me. No, 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 not a murderer. <laughs> oh, that's not me at all. Um, Frank's just still not here. I guess I'm just going to wrap it up. We're at that point anyway. Anyway, um, Rod's like, on Earth the whole time. Where the arrow didn't, you know, it landed on Earth. Uh, fuck, I, don't know, I don't know what he says. I'm just making that up. And I don't know I'm doing that voice for him either. Uh, fuck, fucking, it's a, it's a good episode, solid episode. Not a great episode, but, you know, it's, a, it's, it's fine. But then when they made Little People, which was just a remake of this with little people. Not midgets, but, like, uh, you know, miniature tiny little people that they don't ever fucking show. And it's such a fucking boring episode. Good idea, fun idea, 
poorly executed uh, carbon copy of this as far as everything but the little people go. It's just the same fucking episode. We have three episodes about water and conserving water and greed about water in this fucking series. We got, we got this one, I Shot an Arrow in the Air. We got Little People, and we got Rip Van Winkle Caper. Got it, nailed it. I finally said it very slowly, but I got it. And a little, little, little shaky there in the middle, but I, I finished it off nicely. Put a little bow in that bitch. So three about water. Too many episodes about water, Rod. Too many episodes. Anyway, um, I'll do the plugs here. Frank is at double L N K Z on Twitter. Red Dragons Radio. Those are his plugs. Um, he has other stuff too, I'm sure. But me, liwstudios.com. Loitering Wonderland on YouTube. Oh, Frank's back. Loitering Wonderland at gmail.com. We'll get here. We'll get the. In- uh, here we go. Here's Frank. There we go. Welcome back. This game fucking. You came back in time for the for the the last. I did. What? Yeah, go ahead and play our Rod's outro there. Did you hear all of Rod's? You know, just beating we, down Corey. We, we got the idea. Through? We got the idea. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, it just keeps on going on and on. Just play the outro. I already did your plugs. Practical joke perpetrated by Mother Nature, and a combination of improbable events. Practical joke wearing the trappings of nightmare, of terror, of desperation. Small human drama played out in a desert 97 miles from Reno, Nevada. USA, continent of North America, the Earth, and of course, the Twilight Zone. There we go. I don't know, I don't know what this means. Commercial? Oh, no. I'll, I'll put it in later if I have one. I don't know. I, don't, okay. I, I didn't make one. Did that mean commercial? Holding. Well, it was a C. 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 That was a C? Well, C. Not you're, a you're doing clear. like the two inches thing. Like, is it two, I two inches? It's for sure. Yeah. Can the whole thing. I don't know what. Basically, his, his index finger and his uh, thumb were out. Not in the shape of a C on my end. It didn't look like anything. <laughs> it looked like he's going about this big? This big? Do you want me to play this clip this big? <laughs> Um, no, hey, I, I didn't make yeah. a commercial. Maybe I might throw one in later, though. I don't know. Rod Serling, creator of The Twilight Zone, will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. This episode of LIW The Twilight Zone Review is brought to you by your local water council. Reminding you that water's so tasty that you'll kill your co-workers and friends and loved ones for it. Just a sweet, sweet taste of that delicious water. Oh, you want to do it. You kill them. Kill them all. Well, I mean, there was a PSA at the end that really spoke to me. Oh, good. When temper takes the wheel, you can't handle the unexpected. Drive safely. Or else, the wheel. <laughs> when temper takes the wheel... Yeah, Jesus Christ! Really pronounces the H on that. That was a. Uh, was what I was mentioning here when you were gone. I'll just reiterate: we have three episodes about conserving water and the importance of water in this series. Uh, a little too much water for me. You mean in this, in this episode, or no? In the in the series, so we got this one. We got uh, little people, and then we got my favorite episode to to say. The Rip Van Winkle caper. I did better Please, than that. Mr. DeCluse. <laughs> Mr. Farwell. You can have it. I'll give it to you. 
<laughs> Poor old fool. That's useless now. Anyway, um, I already did our plugs. I, I did your Twitter and your Red Dragons Radio. Was there anything else I missed? Negative. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's get out of here. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I am Franklin. Is there a is there one of the next you know next time on Twilight Zone? Yeah, but it's season one. We're doing season three, so eh, I'm going to save it till we actually do the next one. That's after this one, then I'll put it in there. That way, I'm I'm going to save them, try to make them a little bit more uniform. Do you have one for this episode then? There is one at the end of this episode, yeah, but I don't. I meant for the like going off your theory there of playing the one for this. Do you have the one for this then? Well, that would have been, you know, thinking ahead of last week to do it last week for this week. But, yeah, here you go. Whenever we do do it, um, here you go. Do, do. There we go. And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, you'll drive with Miss Inger Stevens, who starts out on what begins as a vacation and ends as a desperate flight. She begins her trip next week on the Twilight Zone. And you'll be with her when she meets the hitchhiker. We hope you'll be alongside. Good night. Yo. <laughs> he fucking gave up. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Because when he did that, he did this like hitchhiker thumb thing and turned and just kind of walked away as he said that. It was so, it was so, ugh. That was a, I'm going to do some improv here. If it's terrible, we're fucking showing it still. He did some improv. <laughs> His name's not Rob. I don't know how many times I got to tell you uh, that. He did some rod, rod, rod prov. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll Rob. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so, anyway, I'm Phoenix West. Uh, yep. So long, I, citizens. I have a shitty internet connection. <laughs> oh, what a shit! Thanks, show. Comcast. Thanks, Comcast. Reset my fucking modem. Um, cast holes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>